Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Please, take my hand. Now, open your mind to me. Please. Open your mind, open your mind, open your mind. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6, deep into our discussion about the Trump-Putin summit. So, I mean, we could really, we could have spent the whole this is one subject that's actually worthy of a 24 7 news cycle and with so much content and potential uh so much to learn think about talk research all that and what did we get the press it was the most subversive thing i can't think of anything more subversive from left to right universally coming down from the press as how uh, this any good that might have come out of the Putin Trump summit was deliberately undermined by the press. They uh, they and they were ex- totally effective. To me, I laugh at it because it's so obvious, uh, so silly. The tactics are propaganda, or whatever. But people are busy; they're working. They're only getting these sound bites, and when they play the same sound bites over and over again, they rarely play what the real people are saying. And they and what the press is doing intentionally is suppressing critical thinking uh, and suppressing actual facts and information and elevating emotionalism so that we continue to take sides, not even ideological sides, just knee jerk. Uh, it's not even left right anymore. The left is no longer the party of labor unions and anti-war. I mean, let's be realistic. And the right isn't the party. Maybe the people still think it is, but the they're not the party of uh, individual uh, and economic liberty or small government. It's just not there. And and once you get rid of those ideals, all you're really getting, that's why identity politics is so dangerous, because it's you are who you are. Therefore, you belong in this group. And this is what you must think and say and feel. So uh and, and it's very deliberate. And I was trying to show earlier with the Chris Wallace interview with Putin and the newspaper article that came out after describing that those tactics had been uh, uh, planned in advance of shoving the indictment in Putin's face, of bringing the indictment out a couple of days early. All the things that we saw happen had been planned. Well, the same thing uh, with this uh, emotionalism and Binkley had brought my producer here. We did it on our podcast a little bit. Go to propagandareportdaily.com for our latest podcast, and and we'll do more of it. We don't have that much time left, but I did want to show. We were playing some Chris Cuomo clips. Please play, Binkley. Did you have something to say first before that? No. All right. Please play the... uh, First, we're going to play a really short Chris Cuomo clip. Uh, it's, it's nasty. It's, um, it's inciting emotionalism, 
But it's worse than that because it's deliberate. And I'm going to play, we're going to play after that for you, a clip that demonstrates that it's absolutely deliberate. So first, let's play Chris Cuomo, clip 33. We use this phrase, uh, meddling. I wouldn't use that we phrase. We don't. We say yeah, attack, okay. interference, act of war. Yeah. That's exactly, I think that's much closer and, and more precise uh, as to All what right. happened. All right, when you're saying that that this absolutely not in evidence, Russian meddling in our election, whatever, is an act of war, you're going to get what Ed brought us earlier, which is these people are evil enemies, and then we're going to get war. If, yep. they, if they fired the first shot, if we're being told they fired the first shot, then we are being told that it is just for us to fire a shot. Yep. People believe they're under attack and that a monster's coming, then they're going to believe they have the moral high ground to fight and kill people. Yes, and I told you this on the podcast. One of the only things I was ever told uh, uh, on this show by WSB is don't don't freak people out like that. You know, like don't don't ever incite people to um, to feel like they are under attack. You know, to the point where they might actually act rashly, and that's what these people are doing. On our last podcast, I uh, we the most recently posted one, we talked about we showed Michael Moore doing that, and then this week Whoopi Goldberg. I, I guess attacked Judge Janine and said, uh, you are defending a man, your president, who incites people to attack each other. I'm like, I've never heard him do that, but I've but these people are doing it all day long. And it's on purpose. And that's why I want you to play this clip. This guy, George Lakoff, is a professor, right, who writes books and does a lot of the talking points of the strategy of how to get the left um Basically, I mean, I really feel like he's just trying to get Democrats to win elections. He's a cognitive not? linguist, and he is... Cognitive linguist? Yeah. Whoa. That's Former heavy. Berkeley professor, hero to progressives. And he says, these are the words that you need to use. Is okay, so this Cuomo thing was two days ago? Yep. And this Lakoff quote, what, clip was four days ago, right? Yes. Okay, let's hear the Lakoff clip. Forget this interference in elections. Forget the word interference. When you start talking about war and critical infrastructure, when you start talking about attacks as acts of war, that's different. You might say, well, interference is a a meddling is not a big deal. You meddle here and there, you know, uh, but that isn't uh, meddling doesn't seem like a crime. So he is telling us four days ago how to escalate this foundless stuff. If it were, if there was evidence, we'd be reading the evidence. We wouldn't be shoving indictments in people's faces. We would be shoving evidence in people's faces. And Putin's like, let's investigate it. Write the names down. Submit it according to the proper channels. Whatever. So Lakoff yeah. is saying this is how we do it. And then uh, Cuomo's guest, Tom Donilon, uh, and Cuomo use those exact words. That is deliberate. Yeah, that's what Lakoff does. Lakoff studies this. There's a guy on the right who does it too, Frank Luntz. And these talking points are delivered through email, through the newscast, and then they are repeated ad nauseum by the public that watches the. And it subverts, I'm not going to say democracy, I don't like that term, but it subverts government by and for the people by deliberately suppressing their critical thinking, using words that are going to manipulate the way they think, making sure they don't get the facts, taxing them, 
to the point where they have to work eight, you know, eight days a week. So they can't slow down and think about it. You know what I mean? All these things come together. And then if you push comes to shove with these people and you ask them if people do have a right to self-determination, they will ultimately say, now that Trump's been elected, I no longer really believe in that, which is what they always thought all along anyway, in my opinion. Yeah. And and to your point a second ago, where Putin said you can come over and investigate, he offered to let Mueller come over and interview the people. The media's reaction to that, the only reason to not do that that they've given is, oh, we can't possibly do that. He's a murderous dictator. They haven't given an actual legitimate reason. Well, they say we can't give our people over to him yeah. in return for him giving his people over to us. Like, nobody's talking about giving anybody. That's why it's structured exactly the way it is. Because at first you're like, who wants your guys to interview them? We want to interview them. He's like, no, it doesn't work that way. We do it here, you do it, and that's the first step. And we ask yep. the same of you. And they had no problem with Mueller going over there and literally giving Russia a sample of uranium. On behalf of Hillary, right? Yeah. When she no was Secretary of State, or was this a private thing, or what? Uh, I, I believe when she was Secretary of State. Yeah, so they were actually dealing with Russia. Yeah. You know, they. I think they said it was part of an investigation, but the way those things work, they're going to say that, even if it was like, hey, man... You want to sample the Coke? You know, like, it's crazy. that's what it sounded like to me. The, the guy who literally physically delivered uranium That's Russia. mind-blowing. That's another thing you absolutely have to tweet out at Freedom Max Radio or, and, or put it in the show notes of this podcast when it comes out. But before we run out of time in this segment, it just goes so fast. Uh, I want to play two back-to-back clips. I mean, they were back-to-back in the press conference, but I'm going to um, just take a pause between them. Uh, I believe this, what these guys are talking about in the first minute or two, um, or I, I believe it was early on in the press conference. I can't remember. It was like the first questions out of the box. But uh, I believe this is what it's really about. So uh, when we had the call earlier from Ed saying uh, that these guys are evil. You can't deal with Putin. It's it's war. It's domination. It's terrorism. It's all this kind of stuff. I actually think that I, the more I look into this stuff over the years, the less I think there's something crazy going on at the top. And the more I think it is just about money and power and preserving the hierarchy as is. And that hierarchy is and depends on the military industrial complex, which I define primarily as big uh, defense, big energy and big banks and big energy uh, is critical. It's a cri- it's a leg of the stool. There's no way around it. And that, I think, is what they're really talking about. So let's play these clips and I'll tell you, listen and tell, see why I think it's what Trump said was a lot funnier, weirder than what Putin said. Listen, clip one first. Clip one. All right. I think that uh, we will be competing when you talk about the pipeline. I'm not sure necessarily that uh, it's in the best interests of Germany or not, but that was a decision that they made. We'll be competing. As you know, the United States is now, uh, or soon will be, but I think it actually is right now the largest uh, in the oil and gas world. So we're going to be selling LNG, and we'll have to be competing with the pipeline. And I think we'll compete successfully, although there is a little advantage locationally. So I just wish them luck. I mean, I did. I discussed with Angela Merkel in pretty strong tones. But I also know where they're all coming from. And 
They have a very close source. So we'll see how that all works out. So when he says we are selling them LNG, us, you know, mm, that makes me wonder who's we. I don't have any LNG to sell, but I don't know. So let's let's hear how Putin handles it. Clip two. We are aware of the stance of President Trump, and I think that we, as a major oil and gas power, and the United States as a major oil and gas power as well, we could work together on regulation of international markets, because neither of us is actually interested in the plummeting of the of the prices and the consumers will suffer as well and the consumers in the United States will suffer as well and the uh, shale gas production will suffer because beyond a certain price bracket it's no longer profitable to to produce gas but uh, nor we are interested in driving prices up because it will drain juices life juices from all other sectors of the economy from machine building etc so we do have space for cooperation here all right so after the break i'm going to tell you uh why i think those two clips are um even though putin is talking about basically controlling the economy he why I think his position makes sense and Trump's doesn't. So I'll give that to you after the break. And at the bottom of the hour, we're going to go local and try to get some justice for uh, a cause Garland Favorito is going to tell us about. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Wrapping up the topic of uh, the Putin-Trump summit and making some time for local issues, Garland Favrito of VoterGA.org is going to come on to tell us about a local cause where he could, not even a cause, I think he just wants people to show up for somebody who is trying to defend her rights. But I also want to know his opinion on uh, the Kegel Kemp race between the two of them and also who he thinks has a best shot uh you know, if either of them is really at risk of losing to Stacey Abrams, because the election is next week, and I don't know anybody who follows these issues more closely than Garland, so I want to hear from him. I did want to just wrap up what we were talking about earlier. Um, just a couple of final clips from the summit, which I thought were very telling. They were the topic that led the press conference. And Trump said, look, we're going to be selling natural, gla- uh, liquefied natural gas, which to me is crazy. I used to actually be an investment banking analyst for energy companies this is a long time ago. I'm very rusty. But LNG uh, is a very expensive and um, safety heavy business because a little drop of LNG between the double hull of a ship will blow up an entire port. Like you have to be super, super, because it's highly, highly compressed to the point where it's liquid to get it into a ship to ship it because really gas should go through a pipeline. So it's like when we get frozen shrimp from China. I'm like, really? What policy could possibly result in it being (laughs) worth sending a 10 cent shrimp, you know, 8,000 miles across the globe or whatever frozen? (laughs) You know, I mean, there's got there's something not free market about that to me. (laughs) So the liquefied natural gas is like that. And um, so uh, so Trump's talking about negotiating. Putin is, too. And he's talking about the real thing, like controlling the price, which they do. But Trump, but in Russia, oil and gas is owned by the state here. 
It's not. Trump is not. Doesn't work. He's not supposed to let us all know that he's really working for oil and gas. That's what I think is funny about this whole thing. That's probably what it's all about. And this rest of the stuff is a diversion. Um, so stay tuned. If you want to hear this podcast or our other podcast, go to Propaganda Report, PropagandaReportDaily.com. This is Monica Perez, Garland after the break. Monica Perez. I love your show. Uh, you give so much tremendous information. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We're in the home stretch of today's show. I am the Libertarian on WSB from 3 to 6 on Saturdays. And I will have a special appearance with Dave Baker Thursday from midnight to 3 for the WSB Carathon for the Aflac Cancer Center. It's such a phenomenal event. We raise so, WSB raises so much money for these kids. It's really moving. I'm hoping to have some special stuff for you if you want to hear us in a little bit of a different format. uh, Listen in Thursday at midnight. And if you want to donate or learn more about this, uh, go to WSBradio.com. Everything you need to know is right there. And uh, we've been talking about the Trump-Putin summit. We just scratched the surface. And... I wish we could, uh, maybe we'll talk about it again next week. I don't know. I'm only on four to six next week, though. Uh, so if you tune in at three and I'm not there, tune back in at four or stay listening until four. And right now I want to turn to local issues with uh, my favorite local activist, Garland Favorito. Let me see if I got him on the line. Garland, uh, can you hear me? You've got me, Monica. Thank you so much for having me back on the show again. Fantastic. And, and, Gar- uh, yes. I, I, hey, Mike, I wanted to give a quick thank you also to Binkley. Um, I, we never have time for me to give him a shout-out, but I'm amazed at his research, and I just wanted to say keep up the great work. Yeah, his oh, stuff, when you. he brought out those clips about Stacey Abrams and mm-hmm. her ideas about educating our kids at three is too late or four is too late. She wants cradle to career. I mean, that was, I don't think anybody else got that in all I, of Georgia. I still have chills on my spine from that, <laughs> from that clip. Which is one thing I want to talk to you about. Um, I do want to hear about the special case that you're talking about. But since we're already on this, let me ask you this. Do you feel, uh, so Cagle and Camper in a runoff, the vote is Tuesday. And yes. and I just wonder if you have a feeling I for me, I I have never before in my life said ever thought um, that my vote would be not for someone. But like Abrams as a CFR member and all of her international internships, I just I just think that there's a bigger program coming down through her. And I'm hoping we can stop that. Do you have a feeling if Cagle or Kemp could beat her or not beat her is there do you think that one of them is a real danger yes yeah absolutely monica uh the democrats and republican strategists all agree that uh cagle is going to be harder to beat for for stacy abrams than kemp is and if you think about that for a minute um just and you've already said this on your show before but imagine what's going to happen let's say brian kemp wins the primary there's going to be huge national press that's going to be all behind Abrams to say that she is going to save Georgia from this redneck country bumpkin uh, governor gubernatorial candidate and is going to move Georgia 200 years into the future, and we all need to line up behind her. 
uh, not behind to uh, her. So, so that's the, one of the arguments. But that's not what really concerns me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, is what concerns me. Okay, you look at the two candidates; they both have a lot of negatives. Um, you know, most of the Republicans voted against both of them. But um, so, Cato has a history of shady legislative deals, which are which go back. Uh, you know, years and years, you know, way beyond Clay Tippins' day. But, but that is not going to harm him as badly with the Democrats as it did with the Republicans. Brian Kemp's history, he's a ticking time bomb that's ready to explode. If you look at all of the things that are out there against him right now, he has the $700,000 loan guarantee default case, which he's got to be deposed with on for on July 25th. We oh filed criminal God. complaints against him um, back two months ago because of the mismanagement of the Secretary of State's office. Uh, Renee Unterman, as senator, has, has got uh, requested an investigation because of the sexual molestation cases that the massage therapist, one of whom was a, did a fundraiser for him, um, so any of the and what about the election stuff? And oh, uh, and Biden? yeah, the destruction of the data. The Democrats are going to be all over that. The destruction of the data uh, to prevent them from being hacking, uh, you know, finding out who hacked in back in 2016 and 17. So they're going to be all over that stuff. Um, in you know, if Kemp wins the primary. Uh, it's going to be really, really ugly and nasty. It's going to racially uh, divide um, the state. So uh, it's kind of a sad situation. So I basically, I, you know, I think it's a clear cut uh, that um, and I'm, I'm with all the other Democrat and Republican strategists that, uh, you know, Cable's going to be tougher to beat uh, for all those reasons. And I think people underestimate how how red a red district can be after Roy Roy Moore and Ossoff. I mean, these things are in play. They're meant to be in play. They're meant to be uh, there. They have national attention. They're meant to be object lessons to anyone who might uh, get comfortable as a Republican in a Republican district. I think that this is going to be uglier than anyone uh, anticipates. Because I've heard people say, well, Cagle or Kemp could beat Abrams, even if, you know, but I don't, I'm not sure. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be resting on my laurels for that. Well, well, and I think that that's true to an extent that, you know, it's still a red state. But the problem is you've got Kemp as a, literally a ticking time bomb with all these scandals uh, on, you know, that could pop up and destroy him between now and November in the general election. Uh, that, to me, is my it would be the biggest concern. Whereas the the scandals of uh, you know that, that go to Kegel regarding legislative shady deals are not they're not necessarily illegal. Uh, but they and if are there was anything immoral. else on, out on him, I think Kemp would have brought it out. Well, yeah, because I mean, he basically accused him of lying like 21 times in the debate. And <laughs> yes. we, we did an analysis and found out 14 of the 21 uh, Brian was actually lying. So, so, wow. so it's, it's really ugly. Uh, I mean, it, but we saw this last time with Karen Handel's attack on 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 Nathan Deal. So it's the same stuff all over again. And what about the Secretary of State, uh, which is so important to election integrity? What do you have on that? Well. Yes. We we have an issue. Uh, uh, basically, Brad Raffensperger is, Sperger is um, funding his own campaign, so he's less likely to be controlled by the voting machine vendors. But we have an issue. Uh, you know, I like David. I voted for him. Bell Isle. I voted for him a long time ago when he ran for state senate. But he's got this integrity issue of 
not uh, he, he denied any knowledge of the Amy Bermucci case, which was when the police broke in and shot her three times uh, after she called 911 and tried to get him out of the house. So uh, shot her in her own bedroom. Um, he claimed that he didn't know anything about that three times on another radio show. We had him on a few uh, about a month or two ago, and then we found four emails, uh, actually five, that confirmed that he was very well informed about it. So, um, including one that he had actually forwarded to his own public safety director. So, and her case David's, David's is such credibility a, a, is in question. There. And her case is such a travesty of justice that to deny it is really. Uh, immoral. I mean, wouldn't you say? Well, right, because well, she was he was mayor of Alvaretta during the entire time of that case. She had a multi-million dollar lawsuit against the city of Alpharetta. It was on uh, uh, WSB carried it, CBS, you know, carried it. There was several different uh, stations that carried it. So how could he not know about it? Where's the best place for people to find more information about her case in case they are interested in uh, in Justice for Amy? Is that what it's called? Justice yeah, justiceforamy.com has all of that uh, information. And we have all the press releases, including one about David Bell's denial, up on voterga.org slash press releases or the press release tab. Uh, you can find about his denial uh, just in the last uh, few. We published that in a few weeks ago, and then all of her uh, press releases are at the bottom of VoterGA.org, um, uh, the press release uh, tab. But if you want to help her and learn a lot of information, JusticeForAmy.com is the best way to do that. So this is something that leads me to our next topic, which is I, I love what you do for election integrity. I've never seen you have a partisan take on that kind of uh, justice or protecting people's rights. And you've also championed specific causes. Your article on Nancy Schaefer um, and uh, supposedly being the victim of a murder-suicide was very courageous and defended her personally. Same thing for what uh, you've done for Amy. And I don't think this, I don't know if this case rises to that level, but you are actually addressing not only general stuff, but this specific case. Uh, if you could in two minutes or um, just tell us about the hearing you you want people to be aware of what you want them to do what the what the issue well, is absolutely like there's going to be a hearing next week that is that is important for every government watchdog organization in the state of georgia and it really the question is boiling down to do government watchdogs have free speech or not um and this is a, a longtime friend carolyn cosby who lives out in cherokee she was the co-founder or founder actually of the uh, Canton Tea Party out there. So she ran a lot of small government watchdog nonprofits, and the State Ethics Commission contended that she should be registered as a political action committee. Now, uh, she was eventually, uh, this all came about because she exposed something called Bobo's Boondoggle, and that was a uh, uh, a deal where commissioners lost millions of dollars on a landfill deal, and uh, she exposed that. And one of the uh, it was all lost to by a well-connected uh, uh, landowner. But um, the, one of the commissioners filed a complaint, and this led to another uh, complaint or two. And uh, she ended up being uh, found uh, in an administrative hearing. Um, uh, guilty of a couple, three, three complaints now, and fined $30,000. Uh, she's never actually had a trial. This was an administrative hearing. Now, the U.S. Supreme Court has already ruled that, that uh, there's no such requirement to register 
these types of nonprofit, small government watchdog uh, issue advocacy groups. And um, so she, as uh, had mentioned, her attorney explained that that violates the First Amendment rights in the administrative hearing, and they told them that we only go by Georgia law, uh, which is, we're finding this more and more. It's, uh, this is not the only time this has happened. So she's appealing to the Supreme Court uh, of, I'm sorry, the Appeals Court, as the Fulton County Superior Court, this Wednesday at 10 a.m., Fulton County Superior Court, she's appealing under the, her First Amendment protections that protects political free speech. And she's going to be represented by a great uh, constitutional attorney, Bruce Fine, out of, uh, maybe he's out of Washington. And she has a great local attorney, uh, Stephen Humphreys, who's involved in many cases like this. And I'll tell you more about him one day when we have more time, because he's a fascinating story. And so some I- the cases that he's done. Yeah, I we actually uh we're running out of time, but I feel like now you would like people to show up to support her, right? Uh, yes, I would. We would. It's uh, Wednesday, July the 25th, that, which happens to be my birthday, 10 a.m., mm-hmm. court, courtroom 4B, and that's Fulton County Superior Court. That's 136 Prior Street, Southwest Atlanta, 30303. And all of that information is up on the VoterGA.org events tab. And she has a website called Georgia Citizens in Defense of Free Speech, and that's GA Citizens in Defense of Free Speech dot org. So for me, I feel like you take the time to vote. How much good does the vote do? This is a way to take a little bit of time uh, and and probably have more of an impact than even just a vote for somebody in a major party that it's that it's worth doing. And it may even be a way if uh, if you're looking uh, to make a difference of meeting a couple of other like-minded people who, uh, you, you know, you do a lot of activities. I know that you rally troops from time to time for important matters, and presumably they could meet you there, right, Garland? Absolutely. I will definitely be there. And uh, as you said, a lot of other uh, activists, because this affects all of us. If this stands, there's going to be a massive uh, attempt by the state of Georgia to shut down all issue advocacy, government watchdog uh, groups. This is just the beginning, and Carolyn is carrying the banner for us right now. So we've got to go down and support her and band together and say, no, this is not going to happen. And as I see the censorship movement from the top coming down to uh, to suppress I mean, I got one of my YouTube videos about Sheriff Israel in Florida got banned. It got suppressed. And I've got a strike on my record for that. They are trying to shut people up. So we need to put these little fires out in order to at least have a voice. So I I do have to cut. But thank you so much, Garland. People go to VoterGA.org to the events tab to find more about this. um, And and the hearings on Wednesday. So thanks so much, Garland. Talk to you again soon. Thank you, Monica. Bye. So that's it. We're going to wrap it up after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. It's a man out! A man out! On News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Wrapping it up. Normally I'm on 3 to 6. Next week I'll be on 4 to 6. But I will also be on midnight to 3 a.m., Thursday into Friday morning, doing the overnight for the Carathon. It's a privilege. WSB raises money for the Aflac Cancer Center. And if you want to uh, donate to that in advance or find out more about it, it's at uh, WSBradio.com. has all the information. 
I thought this was such a jam-packed show, and I still think there is so much left unsaid. I literally asked Binkley to pull, I think, 25 clips, and I believe we played like five of them. So hopefully, maybe, Binkley, we can do a podcast this week and and, uh, keep going with this stuff because some of these uh, clips are really informative. And in the meanwhile, listen to the Chris Wallace-Putin interview in its entirety. You might learn something that way. Uh, what else we got? Give me a closing tweet. All right. This tweet is from Franny. She says, I'd say we owe it to our children and future generations to work towards an understanding with Russia. A twist on your question. Who would Vladimir Putin like to spend an evening chatting with? Well, that's food for thought. I will leave you with. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Binkley. Thank you, Crystal. Thank you, Alicia Garland, for uh, helping make this a great show. Until next week, this is Monica Perez. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.